From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Thursday, March 24th. At Rotary Park in central Moab, Pete Gross is showing me a sign. We spent a few hours in playing with the little design on the, you know... It's a yard sign, teal blue in color, with the image of several birds at its top. thought, let's, you know, frame it with, with, you know, some birds perched on... Probably no need to point the microphone here because these (laughs) these birds are are mute. (laughs) Those birds are decoration for the sign's underlying message. Four words in block lettering. We support quiet streets. And Gross is hoping to cover the town in them. We wanted something that presents a strong message. The issue is noise. So why don't we specifically say something, either noise or quiet, which is, you know, the, what, we, what we hope to, to achieve. If we just get like 10 or 12 signs, you know, who's going to notice? But I would love it if we can blanket this the town with signs. Gross has long been an advocate for quiet in our valley. He's lived in Moab for 30 years, and decades ago, he was writing about the need for quiet spaces in nature. But in recent years, he's turned his attention to advocate for quiet spaces in neighborhoods. One of the issues that is driving me nuts is noise. There are many assaults on quiet, he says, but the big one will be very familiar to any resident or recent visitor to Moab. The sounds of ATVs and UTVs driving on local residential roads, completely legal and protected under state law. But the noise, well, it's a lot to deal with, says Gross. When this whole thing was really just starting to take off, I thought, you know, just saying they're loud, I need to have some objective information about this rather than saying, oh, this is louder than this. So I bought a decibel meter. And years ago, he took that decibel meter to Main Street, perching himself in a central location to gather data. He's not alone in this near obsession over noise. The amount of ATV rental businesses has exploded in recent years, bringing daily tours through residential streets on their way to popular trailheads. Hundreds of locals are now members of an online group advocating for quiet in our community spaces. This sign campaign is poised to transform the online support for quiet streets by giving it real-life visual representation. We all share this soundscape. And you have one user group in particular that is appropriating the the entire soundscape, if you look at the decibel levels, for their own use. And that's just not right. Since community members like Gross got organized, the city and county have made attempts to quiet down the town. Like a slower speed limit for ATVs and UTVs. And new noise ordinances that set the maximum sound pressure levels for ATVs at 92 decibels. But local regulation has been met with challenges. Most recently, state lawmakers stripped municipalities from their ability to specially regulate ATV-related businesses. Among other things, that means no more testing their fleets to check if they're compliant with the local noise ordinance. And that noise ordinance is now facing pushback, too. Notices of claim were filed earlier this month against the city and county by Moab ATV businesses with the help of a larger advocacy group. In it, they call local noise ordinances unreasonable. And so drilling down specifically on the issues with the local noise ordinances, it's not so much the noise ordinance. I mean, it is the noise ordinance, but the issue is you don't want noise ordinances to restrict outdoor recreation access. I don't want unreasonable noise ordinances weaponized 
against outdoor recreation users that are the lifeblood of a, a local area's outdoor recreation economy, or at least part of it. That's Ben Burr, the executive director of the Blue Ribbon Coalition, who organized the local businesses in their claims. He says a noise ordinance of 96 decibels is reasonable, but not 92. It seemed like the intention on this noise ordinance was always coming from a place of we're going to hurt them. We're going to do this to restrict their access and to prevent them from being able to do this thing that they've been doing. For Grand County's part, attorney Christina Sloan says they do not plan to respond to the group's notice of claim, which would essentially act as a denial. She says county leadership is currently working on approaching the issue of noise in a, quote, new and expanded manner. Things like increased law enforcement, more responsible recreation campaigns, and legislative relationship building. She says these plans will be made public, quote, as soon as they can. The Blue Ribbon Coalition is not just going after the city and the county. We are the city and the county. That's gross again. So what what this potential lawsuit is targeting is the victims of their noise. Why is he suing the manufacturers? The perpetrators are the manufacturers. You know, we have decades, if not a century, of engineering that, you know, shows us how we can make motor vehicles quieter. And there are UTVs that are quieter. Earlier this year, before the state said they couldn't, the county noise-tested the fleets of all local ATV businesses. Just one vehicle went over the 92-decibel threshold. The rest were under. And notably, a Can-Am model tested at 82 decibels. Burr from the Blue Ribbon Coalition agrees that quieter machines are the future, which might eventually temper this current debate. I hope that we do see quieter and quieter machines that still maintain the same performance and capability and the thing that makes these machines so much fun to ride. And I think you'll see move to electric. There's sort of rumblings of that happening already. So I, like you probably see that as a decent long-term solution. And maybe in five, 10 years, this is very much less of a problem than it was at the original outset of the explosion of this this style of off-roading. That being said, I'm not convinced that that's where it ends. He's not convinced because his group monitors outdoor recreation access across the country. And he does view this noise regulation as an access issue. So Burr reasons that if it's not the noise regulation that places limits on motorized recreation, it will be something else. I do think there is an organized, committed political movement that exists to shut down motorized access to public land. And noise regulation is one of the tools they use to restrict this activity. And unfortunately, I think even if we solve the noise problem, I don't think any of us will be out of the woods in trying to legitimize and make it a fair deal for those who want to participate in motorized off-road recreation to be able to continue to enjoy that. There are groups that want to just end it permanently for their own political reasons. That means Burr plans to continue challenging Grand County and Moab City's noise ordinances. As for Gross, he'll keep putting up signs. He says if he had an ATV-related business, he'd be asking, What can I do to fix this? But no, Instead, they're joining or potentially joining a lawsuit that just, I'm really disappointed. I I am truly disappointed. And I have one neighbor who's, he's not in the UTV business, but he's in the off-roading business and he gets it. You know, we had a long discussion and I have a lot of respect for, you know, it's like, it's, 
it's not us against them. We could all be on the same page on this if if we just kind of toned it down, you know, unlike the vehicles that are passing us right now. You know, we could solve this problem. Gross says the debate between pro-UTV and pro-quiet camps can often be quite bitter. But there might be some opportunity for common ground, advocacy work for quieter machines. You know, 30 years ago, yes, it was much quieter, and but it doesn't have to be this much noisier. He says he'll deliver a We Support Quiet Street sign to anyone who has space for them. And once the county's next strategy on addressing noise impacts is made public, Grand County Attorney Sloan wants to have meetings with ATV businesses, facilitated through the Chamber of Commerce. Governor Spencer Cox recently vetoed House Bill 11. That legislation would ban transgender students' participation in high school sports corresponding to their gender identity. Republican lawmakers now want to veto his veto. Justin Higginbottom has more. House Bill 11 was heavily altered and passed in the final hours of this year's legislative session. The previous version of the bill required a commission of experts to decide cases on an individual basis. It was a compromise between lawmakers that see unfair advantages for transgender athletes playing in girls' sports and those that want a more inclusive student athletics. In a statement, Republican Governor Cox wrote that his veto would prevent likely lawsuits challenging the legislation. He predicted that legal fees could bankrupt the Utah High School Athletic Association. He also noted that out of 75,000 children participating in high school sports in Utah, four are transgender and only one plays on a girls team. He highlighted the statistic that 56% of transgender youth have attempted suicide. The Utah Pride Center called the new bill transphobic and motivated by hate. Legislators will meet for a veto override session on Friday. Justin Higginbottom for KZMU News. And that's the KZMU News for Thursday, March 24th. Get your community-powered journalism Monday through Friday at noon and 7. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.